guys, welcome to the latest episode of the From the West podcast. You're here with Hawa and Latifa. And this is our podcast where we speak on any and everything. Um, just apologizing for the late release of this episode, guys. Um, these last few weeks have been really overwhelming. Um, we've just been trying to get some perspective on what's been happening out there in the world right now. Yeah. Um, so, of course, you'll all be aware that you know, on the 25th of May, um, a black man named George Floyd, who was 46 years old, was murdered in the middle of the streets in the state of Minneapolis in America by four police officers, um, who was apprehended by the officers who then proceeded to uh, kneel on his neck for exactly eight minutes and 46 seconds until he died. Um, you know what? It's weird that you, everybody will remember that time. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. will know that duration of time. You no know, mm-hmm. one will ever have to go and research it because it's now embedded in there that yeah. it took them eight minutes and 46 seconds to kill a man in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. Um, it's telling of the times, I guess, because I think the world was under a lot of pressure at that time as it was. Um, mm-hmm you get some, you know, social media has been a little bit frenzied by the situation at hand because obviously we've had a lot of protests, a lot of riots. Um, The reaction was really strong to what had happened and a lot of people are, you know, commenting and saying things like, oh, is it because of this one incident or is it because of this one guy? And it's just like, well, you know, no, it wasn't this one guy. It wasn't this one incident. You know, you've had, in February, you had Ahmad Arbery was murdered while he went jogging in... um, you know, in March, you had Brianna Taylor, who was also murdered while she was in, in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, in her own house. Yeah. In her own house. Um, and for those particular instances, nothing was done. You know, it took two months for us to petition for them to even arrest the killers of Ahmad Arbery because they claimed it was self-defense. Um, mm-hmm. And Brianna Taylor's murderers, I call them murderers because that's, that's, in my opinion, what they are, have still yet to be indicted. Um mm-hmm. And people, you know, we still haven't even gotten over the coronavirus pandemic. Like it's still out here in these streets and it's still out here killing people. So, you know, Mm -hmm. the world was in a state of unrest. It was, or it has been really unsettling. Um, And, you know, people were sick and tired. Yeah. People really had enough. I mean, um, you know, if you're black, you know that this has been happening for you know, decades, it's been happening since God knows when, you know, um, it, it just strikes me as we're just in cycles. We keep doing this same thing over and over again. I don't know how many black people have to die for people to realize that this is a problem. You know, um, even the fact that we have to kind of, well, we're not even tiptoe around the fact that this was a murder, you know, it was a state sanctioned murder. Um, you can't tell me that you can't arrest someone without this outcome happening over and over again. You know, um, and black people have just had enough and not just black people, but I think people around the world are starting to realize that this is a real problem. You know, um, you can't tell me that, you know, you have Dylan Roof who murdered an entire church of people. He sat with them and prayed with them and then proceeded to kill 
multiple people in the church. When he was arrested, the police officers who apprehended him peacefully arrested the guy mm. and took him to Burger King. They put a bulletproof vest on him, took him to Burger King and brought him to the police station alive after murdering all of those people. And you're telling me that you can't just simply arrest a black man, bring him to the police station alive, allow him to leave the police station alive, go through due process, go to court, stand on trial, whatever you want to do, alive. Mm. Why is that such a problem? You know, um, because I'm seeing a lot of like, um, don't get me wrong, I've realized that, you know, obviously people around the world you know, regardless of race, are standing up for Black Lives Matter. They're realizing that actually this is a true problem. This isn't just a Black problem. It's an everybody problem. Definitely. Um, but, you know, um, there are still people here and there that you'll be seeing saying, oh, you know, but why can't these people just stop resisting? Oh, you know, um, or they'll try and kind of like uh, throw dirt on the reputations of these people and say, oh, you know, but uh, he was a criminal, you know, he, he did this or he was in a gang. Um, which is ridiculous, you know? As you just said, Breonna Taylor was an innocent woman in her Mm. her own house. Um, There is nothing that, you know, you should have to do um, to kind of deserve humanity, which is why I think um, some people and their respectability politics is just trash. You shouldn't have to be a lawyer or, you know, have been to Cambridge or just, you know, you shouldn't have to be like an inventor or a doctor or a celebrity to have humanity, like yeah. to be treated like a person, you know, that's trash. I don't even care if he was a, I don't even care if, you know, when they caught him, he was actually like robbing a bank. He should be able to leave that situation alive and well, because we know that if he were white, he would be able to. And that is the problem. Yeah. And I'm tired of that, you know? I mean, I think that, you know, everybody was tired. Everybody is tired. Um, mm-hmm. At least black people anyway are tired. Um, I yeah. think a way to put the situation into perspective for those who are saying, is this all over the deaths of black people? It's not just over the deaths of black people. It's the fact that America would rather see a riot and see a protest and see their cities burnt down to the ground mm-hmm. rather than arrest for, you know, guilty policemen. That's mm-hmm. people's issue. That's people's main problem. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people have said, why not protest peacefully? You know, like Martin Luther King, he took part in a lot of peaceful protests. First of all, don't let Martin Luther King's name be in your mouth. Mm-mm. Because nope. the fact that you could even say that shows me that you don't know as much as you think you know. Not every protest was peaceful. Um, and what we also need to remember is that people have tried protesting peacefully. You know, mm-hmm. Black, Black Lives Matter is not a new movement. It's a movement that has been around for time. You know, you, you yourself posted something um, online yesterday about, you know, we protested peacefully, we put it in our music, we put it in our art, and you still refuse to hear what we have to say. So it's very evident to us that you're not ready to hear when we say it peacefully. Mm-hmm. You needed for buildings and cities to be burnt down for you to actually take notice and pay attention. It's mm-hmm. sad, but it's, it's true. Um, it's unfortunate, but that is what has had to happen for you guys to actually take notice and make movements and actually take action. It wasn't mm-hmm. enough for us to, you know, hold up a few 
you know, placards um, with Black Lives Matter on it, or, you know, post our fists on Instagram, you guys needed us to be somewhat reckless. Yeah. I mean, like, one thing that I will say from the outset, um, you know, I am, I am sorry that, you know, I do feel bad that some people who had black businesses, for example, um, or, you know, just any businesses that they built themselves from the ground up, you know, as devastating it is, you know, as it is that, you know, they were destroyed. Um, I think people should remember you can rebuild a business. You can rebuild, um, you know, a concrete building, but you can't bring back a life that has been taken. Um, and I do really kind of, I'm really sick and tired of the way that people love to misuse Martin Luther King's voice mm. when it comes to kind of, um, when black people speak up for themselves. I feel like that's one of the retorts that they kind of use to shut us up, you know, like, oh, Martin Luther King was, you know, he, he did peaceful marches. Why can't you stay and be like that, you know? Um, Martin Luther King said that a riot is the language of the unheard. Um, even he knew that, you know, you, you can't get what you want sometimes just by kind of doing things the way people want. The point of, you know, protest is to mess things up, is to shake the table, is to make people realize and open their eyes and look. You know, how many years have Black people been marching for? How many years have Black people peacefully protested mm. and gone nowhere? You know, um, I keep seeing this image that you know people keep sharing um to kind of counteract what's been happening and saying um it's an image of martin luther king marching um superimposed onto another picture of people like violently looting mm. um and just uh, it says um this is a protest um and this is a riot i think um like pointing to each image and i just think you know like um people are just so misinformed like what do you expect to happen when people keep seeing black bodies um treated this way time and time again like people are tired we are tired it is enough like i don't understand how you know you just can't comprehend that fact yes it is wrong to, you, you know even about this image that you just uh, you just described yeah. Um, I find it annoying that people take mm. images of one particular scene of of anything and try to make it seem like they understood exactly what happened at that time based on that one picture. Yeah. You don't know yeah. if that peaceful riot had or the that peaceful protest ended up in you know a chaotic riot in the end. You mm -hmm. took a picture of a specific time in a specific incident incident and you claim to know what it was about. Like you don't know about all of the Martin Luther King movements, all of the Martin Luther King protests. There were riots. Man, people need to watch Selma and see how um, they beat black people when they were protesting and set dogs on them and hoses. Those the people didn't protest peacefully all the time. There yeah. came a time where they had enough. And you know what happened? They passed the civil rights law. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> In order, unfortunately, in order for you to kind of get somewhere, um, change doesn't come uh, just by inaction. Sometimes people have to do things to, you know, kind of shake up the status quo. Like you have to kind of 
you have to get people's attention you have to get them to see your cause um people you know um for example um if i'm just gonna bring stuff back to the uk um so obviously as a result of kind of this video of george floyd's murder going viral um we've seen black lives matter protests from all around the world from you know European countries to you know South America to the UK. Um, so most notably, um, the people of Bristol had a Black Lives Matter protest, um, which resulted in them pulling down the statue of Edward Colston, who was a prolific slave trader, um, and who was also responsible for the murder of around nineteen thousand slaves who were thrown overboard uh, from his ships, and. You know, the people of Bristol have been campaigning for years for them to take down that statue and they were routinely ignored. So during the protest, the people who were protesting finally pulled down the statue and threw it into the river, rightly so. Um, and now that has sort of triggered a wave of, you know, um, different councils around the UK um, reassessing the status of other statues and kind of deciding whether they need to be also taken down. Um, so people kind of now in the UK have this fixation on statues. You've now had the white lives matter, you know, the fascists, the racists, essentially, um, coming out, uh, yesterday to protest against, you know, the removal of other statues, like particularly the Churchill one, um, which is ironic because there were no Black Lives Matter protesters out yesterday. Um, I think only Stand Up to Racism went out to protest. But these people who allegedly were coming to defend their statues came to now beat the same people who were there to protect the statues, i.e. the police, the same people whose praises they were singing last week, um, you know, and lauding the police officers. They are now coming to beat them. Do you see that video of the man who gave the police officer a right hook? yeah like can you can you just imagine and you know you know like none of those people are going to jail come on let us be very very real i think what none of those people are going to jail i think what alarmed me more was less of what actually happened Mm -hmm. more of what the media did the media particular incident was appalling we didn't actually know about it straight away at first the news that first of all broke was the fact that the right uh, the far right um, protesters were in a clash. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter protesters. That which was, was a lie. Came out, which was a lie because there were no Black Lives Matter protesters there. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't hear about the fact that the far right protesters had attacked the police straight away. It was people who had actually posted videos online who had actually who had been around that had said, "Okay, actually, you know, the news that you're seeing right now is incorrect." This is actually mm-hmm. what's happening. Then you started to see the story sort of somewhat break about how, you know, it's the far right that are attacking the police. What also got mm-hmm. me annoyed was the fact that 24 hours before that, I saw an article about um, how they had made a new law, about how anybody who had been violent during those protests, they would be able to arrest them within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I did not <laughs> any of these far-right protesters being arrested did you see any of them being arrested no i i did not Mm-mm. i and did not fully attacking police and i saw nothing yeah. um i saw that <laughs> so even 
as we are protesting for equal rights, we're still not receiving equal rights because you people, your mouth was moving mad when you were saying, oh yeah, 24 hours, you people are going to get arrested. That's fine. Okay. Are you bringing forth the same energy for these far right folk? No, absolutely not. Um, it really disgusted me because if it, if it had not been for Twitter, I probably wouldn't have seen any of that footage. You know, when I turned on Sky News, um, the way that they were reporting things, um, it just disgusted me because, you know, the things that we always talk about um, with regards to racism being institutional, with it being systemic and covert, you know, um, this is a very good example. Um, if you pay close attention to the way that, you know, those images were filmed, um, the way it was edited to show mostly uh, black and brown faces mm. in the crowd to make it seem like, you know, it, there was a large Black Lives Matter presence. Mm. Um, and also it kind of framed um, the white fascist uh, protesters as sort of being the victims. Um, the footage was showing them being uh, kicked by someone um, who was black. And if you had just kind of gone off that footage or just kind of their coverage, you'd think that there were so many Black Lives Matter protesters um, clashing with the fascists and they were the aggressors. Um, and it just shows you covertly again, what kind of um, image or what kind of story they are trying to put forth, which is inaccurate and untrue. Mm. Um, most of the protesters, sorry, most of the uh, people I saw on Twitter um, sort of documenting what happened um, were journalists as well who were just there on the ground. They had their like um, phones slapped out of their hands. Um, someone even caught footage of some people lighting Black Lives Matter um, kind of signs that were left behind, like lighting them on fire um, and using like very inflammatory and offensive language against Black people. Um, and even with all this evidence, all this footage out there, you know, um, <laughs> one of the guys like right hooking a police officer like i know that none of those things is going to result in prosecution because this country and the legal system is on their side like can you even imagine being a black man and thinking that you know you could punch a police officer and live to tell the tale and you know not get stomped out at that moment by you know his colleagues like that is insane um but then it just shows you again um that this is just another example of what we've been talking about um you know it just kind of blows my mind because um someone also noted that they saw their law teacher in the crowd um during that protest mm -hmm. during um you know there was a guy speaking about why he's there um the law teacher was standing there and it just shows you that you know these people who kind of hold these beliefs they're all around you they could be your teacher, you know, your banker, your like, you know, your colleagues, um, which is why I just find it so scary that, you know, these people hold these beliefs and they're around you all the time and you don't even know it. You know, someone that I used to work for since all of this has happened has been sharing some really kind of disgusting material on Facebook. And at first I was just so, I was just so like shocked because you know, this is someone that I thought was cool. Like I thought was just, you know, a good person. And I didn't feel like, I didn't, you know, know they had these kind of beliefs. You know, it's one thing that, you know, you'd like to know who your ops are. You'd like to know 
okay, this person is a racist and that's fine. At least you know where you stand. But these people covertly hiding these beliefs, mm. um, it, it kind of is scary because oh, you like, don't realize how many of these people are out there. Because, you know, it's one of those things and you won't know until you have the conversation. That's the thing. Mm. Until this situation happened where, you know, it got everybody talking about it. It wasn't one of those situations that only a few people were talking about it. This situation that's currently happening has got everybody having to talk about what is happening. Mm -hmm. And it's also opened my eyes and I'm guessing a lot of other people's eyes to what their friends and their Mm -hmm. colleagues and even their family members, how they feel about this situation and how they feel about race Mm -hmm. um, has been a very eye-opening um, time I mean there's a lot of people I can honestly say friends and colleagues alike that won't get the same kind of energy from me after all of this is done because I now know more about you than I think you wanted me to um, mm-hmm. so much so that you even get some people that you know they'll make sly comments like oh you know why aren't black people over it um, we're not over it because we're still being murdered in the streets with no just cause we're not over it because we still don't get equal rights um, and the thing is, you know, you're saying, why don't we get over it? Why don't you get over it? Why don't you guys actually start treating us like we're human beings and show us that you're over it? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, yes, I get it. Like some of you will try and use the excuse that, oh yeah, but then I can't be blamed for my ancestors' actions. No, you cannot be blamed for your ancestors' actions. But what you can be blamed for is continuing your ancestors' actions. Mm-hmm. That, that is what you need to take responsibility for. Um, yes, people, you know, I get it. Even so much so that slavery is so old, it's older than America itself. You mm-hmm. guys, your country was born from or off of the backs of free labor from slaves. That is how your country was built. So much so there was a statement that I read recently that said that American infrastructure is to slavery the way the soul is to the body. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they had this belief that America could not survive if slavery didn't exist. That is insane. Yeah. When you have that belief so deeply etched into you, change is not going to be easy, but you have to be willing. Yeah, I mean, like, to be honest, slavery is really etched into the very fabric of America. It's the foundation of the American economy. Um, America definitely wouldn't be the country that it is today without it. Um, It wouldn't have the wealth that it has without slavery. Um, Because really and truly, it's never actually ended, to be honest. Um, It's just evolved. Um, People were freed, uh, they were given their freedom, but essentially there were no reparations, kind of, um, you know, the freed slaves essentially just had to kind of find their way in a country that still didn't see them as human beings. They weren't given any reparations. There was no money for them to start um, businesses or for them to live their own lives. You know, every other tragedy that you can think of, um, like the Holocaust, for example, the victims were given uh, reparations um, and they received Israel. So people could start again and kind of try to move forward with their lives. You know, Black Americans have never been given that opportunity. The oppression has just kind of changed its face, um, you know, every hundred years or so. So it went from slavery to Jim Crow laws to, you know, the prison system. So now you have the schools of prison pipeline um, because 
slavery is still kind of legal in America. If you research the 13th Amendment or if you watch um, on Netflix, there's a very powerful documentary called The 13th. Um, and it will tell you why, you know, prisoners in America are essentially legal slaves. Um, you know, it's hard for you to expect people to kind of, um, you know, get anywhere in life when they've always been part of a system that was built to oppress them. Even the police force um, evolved from the slave patrols of the past. So there's always been something, you know, to kind of push people down and stop them. Um, the reason why, another reason why it's so difficult is, you know, other kind of ethnic groups which may have migrated to America kind of don't have the same issues in the sense that Black people are still fighting for civil rights, you know, just the right to be seen as equal kind of human beings. So it's difficult for you to then even make economic progress when you haven't even kind of gotten past the first hurdle. You know, um, you have other groups kind of fitting the model um, immigrant trope, you know, um, which is kind of why they don't kind of face the same issues, which is why I find it really difficult sometimes when you know, black people come under that umbrella of BAME, you know, um, black and minority ethnic, when we shouldn't be one homogenous group, um, because there is anti-blackness rooted in other ethnic groups, which, you know, it just makes it difficult for, you know, people to have that same outlook that we do, because they don't, and it's not yeah. true. That's why it's never, ever been a white versus black situation. Nah, um, it's an everybody problem. People need to stop seeing it like it's a white versus black situation it's not it's an anti-racist situation because you don't have to be white mm -hmm. to be racist no um there are ethnic minority groups that look at us like we're the bottom of the barrel because mm -hmm. so this is not a white people problem it's an everybody problem like you've said um, and i think until we focus on what's really important it will continue to be a problem um, mm -hmm. that's why I think that this situation understanding is what's needed it's not just let's go and protest or you know I stand by you my black friend I feel like everybody needs to be educated in you know what being what slavery first of all what slavery was about and what anti-racism actually is you, I think people need to understand it's not our job as black people to inform you on how or even teach you on how we need to be treated. It's for you to understand there is a bigger issue and you need to educate yourself on what this issue is and how you as an individual can solve it, or what mm -hmm. the part that you can play in order to solve it. Whether that's yeah. speaking out to your racist family members and calling them out on their racism and you know standing up to them. Um, even as a black person, there's so much more that we need to do. We need to stop tiptoeing around, you know, colleagues or friends or people that we know or acquaintances that we feel are racist simply because we feel like we'll be racially gaslighted um, into thinking or you know, and into thinking that we're the ones that are in the wrong. Because you've mentioned if you feel like somebody that you, you know, have to be around or somebody that you are working with is racist call them out on it you know don't feel away if you feel like you're being treated unfairly or unequally because of the color of your skin you have the confidence and you should have the confidence to say you know what the way you're going on is you're moving a little bit mad and this is the reason and it's for them mm -hmm. for you to prove to them why you think that they're racist it's for them yeah. to prove to you why they're not 
think people in general, um, there needs to be more education and understanding of this issue. Um, as a person that lives in the UK, I think people need to understand that this is not just an America problem. This is a worldwide issue, you know. Um, Britain is not innocent. Britain is like the professor of the class, essentially. Um, America was just the student. And I don't really understand why people always kind of come back with that, you know, retort of, yeah, but we, you know, we were part of abolition, you know. Like, do you want me to kind of give you a round of applause it's like giving someone an award for you know returning the item that they stole from you in the first place um i'm not going to do that people need to kind of understand and learn if you don't know find the resources because there are plenty out of there um i know that throughout this black people have been retweeting and you know posting sharing all kinds of different resources and that's for people to use them utilize them and learn um i know a lot of people still don't really understand their heritage i think one of the reasons why when you discuss this issue with white people you're met with so much resistance because i think it makes people uncomfortable to kind of reckon with the sins of their ancestors and it's one thing to say oh you know i wasn't around at that time you know it wasn't me okay yes but you still benefit from a system that was built to kind of you know elevate you and your peers and put down people of color you need to realize and recognize you know um if your family owned slaves you know however many hundred years ago you need to recognize like your family might be very wealthy but that blood money was built you know from the backs of people who suffered against their will so the money that you're now using to go to uni, put down the deposit on your house, you know, that's not clean money. And you need to realize where that has come from. You need to realize that, you know, there were people who suffered for you to be where you are. Um, so you can't really be enjoying those riches and then saying, oh, I have nothing to do with that. And okay, I'm not saying that that's the case for everybody. Yes, there are working class people. Um, yes, there are people who, you know, maybe they aren't rich, but you still have the white privilege of being in a situation and not kind of being oppressed solely for the color of your skin. You know, um, I can't, you can't name one uh, society where um, white people are oppressed solely for the color of their skin and their entire systems built to kind of, you know, um, enforce that because it doesn't exist um and i know people will try and bring up south africa but don't even get me started with that because that's not that's not even the case and that is a big bag of you know that's a pandora's box we don't want to open today but yeah i think that you know education is definitely needed um because it just reminds me i think i saw on the news um i think it was in newcastle people were defending the statue of earl gray um, against protesters. Al Gray was an abolitionist. He helped to kind of dismantle slavery. So I don't really know why I think people would run up and kind of destroy that. But again, if people had educated themselves, they would know um, the history of that statue. Um, but again, it's just we need to dismantle these systems. And, you know, we just kind of need to look at the different ways we can do that. Black people have been doing the work for years. It's time for everybody to take part now. Everybody needs to take a stand, you know, whether it's at community level or an executive level. You know, if you own a company, you know, a big corporation, you need to ask yourself, how many black people 
are there on you know leadership groups um you know how many black people are in the board of directors you know do you have black ceos working you know even down to the kind of lower employee levels how many black people do you employ do you have a colorblind like employing system um you know when it comes to schools do you employ many black teachers because i know when i was growing up the kind of black teachers i had in my life had such a big effect on me mm. um and it does make a difference you know your board of governors um how many black people are on the governors? Because that has a huge effect. You know, schools where black people, black children are routinely excluded or expelled um, for small matters, which can be resolved easily. If you're, um, if you're a member of a school governors, you know, you can make a huge difference in that sense. Um, but it does, it's kind of, one of the petitions that you have been, yeah. um, yes like uh, promoting to be signed is changing mm -hmm. the school curriculum which i think is yeah. really important um i think it definitely starts from studies um at a young age i feel like mm -hmm. incorporating yeah. it into what we learn in school is very important um because like like you were talking like you were saying um it's everything mm -hmm. i think um, back on to your previous point, actually, you mentioned that, you know, people are saying that, you know, but Britain, they abolished slavery. But what you need to be educated on is the reason behind it. It's mm -hmm. not just that Britain abolished slavery. Why did they abolish slavery? It goes back to the French, actually. The French abolished one of the first European countries to abolish slavery in 1794. But why? Mm -hmm. It's because they tried to prevent what was looking like a revolt. Mm -hmm. And then in 1804, they then reintroduced slavery. They, they made that decision because they felt mm -hmm. like at the time it benefited them. So it's also important to know the reasons why these things happen. In school, yeah. we learn about how Hitler, he killed 6 million Europeans. But did we learn about the fact that Leopold killed 15 million Africans? Mm -hmm. You know, is yeah. it not history because it's not that he killed Europeans? So is it not relevant yeah. I mean, people need to realize, yeah, like um, there are reasons why these things happen. You know, essentially slavery left us because it became unprofitable. There were too many slave revolts. Um, you know, people were dying and, you know, these colonizers were just like, I am a head out. This is too much. Um, you know, then you think about the history of a country like Haiti, where, you know, it was like the first black, uh, it was the first true black republic. and they were really punished for that, um, which is why you look at why they are in such poverty, because, you know, France essentially said, ha, huh, you know, you're, you're going to pay for that freedom that you took. Um, we need to kind of open our eyes and learn these things. You know, it shouldn't be that, you know, sorry, I shouldn't know all of the names of Henry VIII's wife, but not know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but not know that the CIA and Belgium conspired to kill Patrice Lumumba in Congo. I shouldn't have to kind of be searching high and low to, to know these things. This should be on the curriculum. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also the reason why I think people just blindly like worship Churchill so much. Um, you know, the way that people talk about him, you'd think that he literally rode on a horse to Germany and he personally went to Hitler's house and finished him up. Like, him on his horse with his sword. Yeah. Like, he just went in there with his cape and he was just like, not today, you know? Like, no, come on. Like, I think that also 
one thing America and the UK kind of blindly share and they don't probably realize is that kind of like blind patriotism mm. um, you know when I went to America I'd pass by like so many houses like you drive by in your car and you just see the American flag on like every porch and you know you just don't understand really I found it really weird like like why do people just worship this object you know like this you know this piece of material that you know they're just like respect the flag respect the flag you know blah blah um which is why you know they got so upset when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling um you know another man that's still being punished to this day for standing up for his his people you know um see I'm not gonna lie if I was if I was Colin I, I would be really salty right now because I you so. you know, he took the flag for a long time um you know, people were just like, yeah, yeah, I support you. Um, but they wouldn't really back him because, you know, they were kind of afraid of jeopardizing their own careers. But, you know, it's like, I don't know why people kind of feel that they just have this blind patriotism to the land that doesn't really, I don't know, like, the land that doesn't really truly care for you. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't understand it. Um, but I think, again it's a lack of knowledge it's a lack of knowledge because you know people talk about respecting the flag but i've seen it used in so many ways that actually don't match because there is actually like a code um for things that you should and shouldn't do like to the american flag um and you see people wearing like american flag bikinis and stuff i don't think that's meant to be used that way but you know facts over agenda you know what can I say? You know, but the thing is, it's like, forget about the, the, you know, patriotic aspect of Americans and the Brits. It's... Mm. Get out my country! Do you know what I mean? It's trying to protect yeah. something that you know deep down in your heart is wrong. Like, look mm-hmm. at the Confederate flag. They, what, what is it that they've done? Is they, They've abolished, I'm not sure what they, is it. They have abolished the use of the Confederate flag? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think, I think like, the military said... Um, they are removing it like they don't want to see it anywhere anymore like right. can't use it on any base or anything like that right. and then but then a clip one a uh, little video i saw online yesterday was of a gentleman with the confederate flag on his shoulder and he was defending it defending the flag um, with oh yeah but you know like my parents they believe in this flag and i want to keep it around because i want to support them and i want to keep their memory alive they were farmers and they used to farm with this flag on their farm and, and the guy was just like um but you know who was working <laughs> on the farm and yeah. Um, my parents worked on a farm. Do you know how expensive slaves were? And I'm just like, whoa. I was just like, so my guy, that mm. would that was your response to yeah. So who was working on the farms? Was yeah. do you know how expensive slaves were? And it gets me thinking that they know exactly what they're doing. Of course, and they know exactly what they're doing um and they will That's... defend it some of some some of them will defend it till their last breath mm-hmm. they yeah. want to see they love the inequality they want to believe that they are the supreme race and they will continue to behave like this yeah sad to see but this is the situation yeah i mean essentially um you know for us to kind of move forward and gain equality you are asking 
you know, people who benefit from the system to help dismantle it. I mean, some people are aware, you know, they've done their research, they understand how cruel this is and, you know, that it needs to be kind of ended. But there are people who will be happy to revel in these systems. They are happy to trample over others and watch the inequality um, roll out. So it's kind of like, it's, that's why it's, it's an uphill battle because you're fighting the people who are enjoying the spoils of your ancestors. Um, so people, people are very conscious, man. It's just like, you know, the woman in that park that Amy Cooper, when she called the police, you know, she knew that, you know, she knew the right words to say. She knew how to kind of invoke that voice of panic um, and say, there's an African-American man threatening my life. Mm. She knew that the outcome would be, or she was hoping that the police would come and use unnecessary force on that man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, she was very much aware of that and she was using it to her advantage. Oh, and the fact that, you know, we were able to film that and, you know, that we were able to see that on camera um, is just kind of a testament to, you know, at, you know that, that is just God's will. But those kind of things happen every day. There are so many black men women as well in jail just kind of off of the word of a white person um Emmett Till is dead because a white woman lied that you know he whistled her and said some crude language um you know there have been so many black people in history whose lives have been destroyed off of the word of one person and you know this is why again I circle back to the meaning of institutional racism. You know, you have people who have never even had their day in court. Khalif Browder, who was in Rikers Island, probably like one of the worst jails in the world. Um, he was in solitary confinement for about two years. N- you know, never even receiving a trial, accused of stealing a backpack that he never did. But he never received his day in court. Mm. And those are the things that we need to tackle. These systems we need to dismantle. Whether it's, you know, a country like America where the police is practically like it's semi-militarized, you know, you need to defund it. You need to focus more on restorative justice. You need to kind of, um, you need to reform the justice system, the prison system. You need to stop um, giving black children these long prison sentences for minor crimes that white children are being freed and let out to live the rest of their lives. Mm. You need to stop trying black children as adults in court. Mm. You know, you need to actually kind of stop hiring people into the police force who have racist sentiments. The KKK infiltrated the police force in the UK um, after Stephen Lawrence um, was murdered. Wasn't there an inquiry into the institutional racism of the police force? And it was found to be institutionally racist. None of those things have changed today. I think, you know, How many black boys can, you know, test, tell you today, even like my brothers, my cousins, you know, you can't congregate in a group of more than two people without being seen as a gang. You can't congregate without the police targeting you and, you know, thinking that you're committing a crime. It's everywhere. Um, so these are the systems that we need to dismantle, but everybody has to understanding what the system is like a statement i read that i think is very useful for people who actually genuinely don't understand Mm. uh, is that racism in the uk especially is systemic not systematic Mm -hmm. yeah systematic is the result of a system in this country it's not the result in this country it is the system 
So understanding that racism is systemic and not systematic mm. is, I think it's at the core of truly understanding what's occurring. Yeah, definitely. Once you get a hold of that piece of information and you deep it, then I feel like you can start to move forward and start making moves. Until mm. then, when you, until you realize that this is the world we're living in and it's not the result of the mm. world we're living in, then you can truly say that, you know, you stand, you understand, how can I help? What can mm-hmm. I do? Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, we have to wrap up, but yeah. I hope that, you know, us speaking on this topic has brought some insight, um, you know, for anybody who, you know, for, for anti-racists who want to know what they can do and how they can help more, and also for black people who at the moment feel like, you know, they just, they're just overwhelmed by the situation and want to get, you know, a clearer understanding of what's going on. You know, we hoped Definitely. we, you know, have been somewhat useful in this episode. Um, but also one thing I do want to say, and I've definitely made, wanted to make sure that I put this in there, is just that with black people at this time, this time is hard. But don't feel like you can't showcase your happiness. You can't showcase your talent. You can't showcase your joy. Because yes, these times are hard and yes, these times are overwhelming. But, you know, black joy, black smiles, black happiness is what other black people need to know that we can keep on going. Mm-hmm. We need to keep Absolutely. it We need to keep it moving. We shouldn't let the fact that these times, you know, are hard and overwhelming stop us in our tracks from what we're trying to do because we feel like you know yes we do have to be respectful to the times um and what is happening but we also have to be able to just live in our truths and live in our happiness um and Mm -hmm. we have to remember it's not just our problem we can't change this on our own um it's Mm -hmm. everyone's problem and everyone needs to get involved um you know every people who posted their black squares on blackout tuesday you know what are you doing next don't just post your black square and start posting your promotional videos again and this goes for the non-black people more specifically because quite frankly you posted your black square in solidarity and the following day you continue to put your promotions up Um, and then you've got black people who feel like they can't promote themselves because at the moment we're going through some tough times but don't be afraid to be happy don't be afraid to put your joy out there you know, whatever you're doing, whether it's cooking or singing or painting, you know, feel free to continue to live and revel in your joy. Um, because quite frankly, we need it. Mm-hmm. I have to say, um, I think that one of the things, you know, we are always kind of struggling with is trying to get people to see the problem, just to see that it exists, you know. Um, and I feel like, you know, unfortunate it's unfortunate that you know it's unfortunate and painful it had to kind of occur because another black man was murdered but i think people are paying attention and we need to do something with this moment you know we need to keep the momentum and kind of don't let this go away um we can continue to make changes not just by protesting but just in our daily lives so don't stop the fight everybody um whether you are black whether you are not you know um we still need your voice we need your energy um we need you to make a change because that's the only way that we're ever going to move forward so if you are white if you are anybody that's non-black um just think about all the black people in your lives um you've now been given a kind of tiny snapshot into how they must be living 
Um, so just think about what you can do. Think about how you're treating the black people in your life. If you're a business owner, um, think about how you can diversify your team and just think about how you can make a change mm. because at the end of the day, we're all people in this world. Like we need to kind of, we need to recognize that and come together because our voices are more powerful as one. So definitely if you are black, I know that, you know, it's exhausting to have to keep, you know, fighting, kind of keep fighting for your voice to be heard fighting for people to understand what you're saying and it can be exhausting at times so you know don't feel like you have to be on 24 7 um you know take a breather live you know smile be be a person um you know and don't let this overwhelm you because i know it can be really hard when people are just you know they they don't want to hear that it's really hard um but don't be disheartened we're gonna try and update our instagram page uh, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's petitions um you know places that you can donate just anything that we feel is relevant to help people who want to actually participate um, Mm -hmm. and you know just to give you some insight on you know where you can help and how you can help Um, we'll try and see if, if there are any protests going on see if we can upload you know the information for the latest protests um, and things like that so yeah just visit our page um from the west podcast on instagram and hopefully we will try and keep you up to date with you know what's what's going on but you know thank you all for listening mm-hmm. thank you guys so much we'll see you next episode